They're named after their notorious crime ring yeah, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Very glim environment. What could have been? Hey, okay, well, listen. <laughs> I, I had a brain fart when I was preparing this question. Breaking news, breaking news. Bert, here to hear first from the Dropback Podcast. The New England Patriots, champions of week four, we have won a game. We, we ended our, what, five or six week losing streak there, and, and we stole one from, from the Steelers. Yeah. Notorious criminals out there. So that was, that's great. Yeah, strange um, to name a team after a crime. Crime ring. Honestly, no one's ever addressed it anymore. Uh, no one's ever addressed it. I don't understand why, but it is what it is. And quite frankly, I am ecstatic that yeah. I, this is, this is going to sound weird. Hot take. If we were to lose a game between the Giants and the Steelers, I'm happy it was the Giants because I know in the future we'll be able to steamroll them. But like the, the, the Steelers have been the best bad team for a long time, so at least we know in our worst state we could still beat them. The Steelers, known after – or wait. They're, name, they're named after their notorious crime ring yeah, in Pittsburgh, of stealing, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's, yeah. Steel City, they call that because there's so much theft. Yes. I mean, it's a very, very glim environment. Stop full, trying to make that word. Full of, it is a word. Um, you know, it's very cloudy. You, know, you never see a sunny day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, they say because of the production of steel in the city, that all the smoke and smog makes people crazy and commit theft. That's why they call it Steel City. Yes. Because of the theft. Indeed. And it was so notorious and rampant during the 70s, 80s, 90s, during their Super Bowl era, era that they were like, all right, we, we named it. Originally after the steel working, but you gotta find the real name. And now and uh the notorious defense with, with Joe Green and Elsie Greenwood, you know, and all those guys. Yeah, mean the, Joe. The uh steel curtain that did you know how people used to steal curtains? Poor people had to shower with nothing in front of them. They just stole people all the stuff. I believe that. I mean the curtain is probably much more useful. I actually I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know. What a weird intro. <laughs> Anyways, we're here. We won. Um, feel, I mean, mixed feelings, I'm sure, for a lot of people at home. Um, because on the surface, you would think, oh, no, we've won a game. What are we doing? We're trying to tank. Well, good news for you, you all at home. We actually didn't change our draft position. Mm-hmm. Uh, after our big win on mm, Thursday, indeed. So it, uh, it does uh, make our situation, or our, I don't know, I, the situation of us getting the number one pick looks worse and worse as the Panthers, uh, as this is being recorded Sunday at 7:50 p.m. The Panthers have gotten smoked by the Saints, and it doesn't look like they're going to win another game this year, which is really sucks, especially because they, especially are trying to win football games yeah, right they now. They don't even have their own pick. And, and they can't they can't do anything. So that's sad. Um, it's sad for them. It's sad for us because we can't get that number one pick. The Bears are probably going to get it. But maybe that, that could be a good or bad situation um, for us because, you know, someone could trade up with the Bears for the Bears to get that pick. Or the Bears could say, we want this player who could be someone that the Pats aren't even interested in. So – Opens up some potential uh, storylines yeah. and narratives down the line, but like if the Bears are like, we want to select 
Andrew Baroni, tight end, UMass Amherst Flag Football League. Certified. I, I could tell you right now, it'd probably be a pretty bad pick. Probably a bust. There's probably a lot better people out there. This guy's on bust watch. Watch yeah. out. That would um, be so sick, though. Um, I, it would be kind of cool. Yeah, sure. I, I'd, uh, I, I wouldn't draft <laughs> you on my fantasy team. If, realistically, if you got drafted as a tight end by the Bears, yes. Final season, what do you think your stats would look like? Like end of the season. Final season, I would be lucky if I got a catch. I, I would be, <laughs> and if I did, it would be such a little dinky catch where either no one was guarding me and I got four yards on it, or um they like set up a screen pass to me and i and i got or no no no, you know that like that like touch pass that they'll do that's like clearly just like the quarterback oh yeah yeah and they count it as like a pass even though it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty much a handoff it it would be that that would be my one catch of the season what what percentage of defensive linemen in the nfl do you think you're faster than not many i i honestly i jeez like maybe like 15%. We're talking about like super, super human athletes. Like I, I'm not even a fat, I'm not a fast person to begin with, you know, and these people run every day. I don't, I don't run all the time. I got to get the, got to get going. I got to, I'm projected yeah. top 10 this year. Yeah, I'm really going to yeah. make the bears a I guess functional you, franchise again. I guess you could say you're projected top 10 because at least one person has projected you to go number one. So yeah. if we get that going, maybe you'll get some draft buzz. Send out some tape. Mm-hmm. That could be good. That could be cool. Nice uh, publicity for the podcast. Yeah, you know. Uh, played with broken finger. Played with broken <laughs> finger. Yeah, saved a touchdown. Uh, saved a pick six. Uh, broke finger in process. Yep. Yeah, not bad. Not a bad resume. Hey, only if someone didn't throw a <clears throat> pick <clears throat> that time. Listen, live and die by the sword. What does that even mean? Take the risk, you better. Uh, I guess the consequences. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, we won. Uh, and now we have. It was a good win too. It was was honestly like our offense was functional. We've been averaging thirteen points a game, or thirteen to sixteen points a game. We got more than that. Season we got twenty-one. Twenty-one. It all happened in the first half. Yeah, but still got it. You can't take away the points just because it happened in the first half, not the Mm -hmm. second half. They all count the same. So it was refreshing to see, you know, a capable-looking team. Jabril Peppers played well. Mac Wilson played really, really well. He, We just watched the plays again. And um, that fourth down where it was fourth and, like, two from the five or whatever in uh, our half, and Trubisky dumped it off to Jalen Warren, and then Mac Wilson just bodied him. Threw him out of the club. That was a good play. He he did real well. Um, the Steelers surged late, but we were able to hold him off. And it's it's really funny that in the year where we have been the worst team that I've ever seen, we still managed to beat the Bills, the Jets, and the Steelers. I think that's really funny. That's yeah, pretty sweet. And I I hope we uh, I hope the teams that are doing a little bit better than us continue to do better so that we can we, we have some space to beat the jets again and not have to worry about our, our potential draft slot uh spot slipping a little bit um yeah because uh, we even lost the jets in 
five or six years and don't want to let him win now. Zach Wilson had a good good uh, game today. He got 300 yards. yards. Yeah, two passing touchdowns. Yeah. Former Jets quarterback who also did real well today, Joe Flacco. Yeah, he's been Stanley looking Cleveland. good. I don't. Know, I don't know. If I, I don't think he played last week. Oh, he did. He did. I yeah, he, he played, played this week. No, he got. Uh, he threw for like 240 yards last week, two touchdowns. I was actually really confused by. I don't know if I read this correctly. Probably not because it didn't make any sense. But I thought I saw an update on my phone after he had that game. Threw for 240 yards, two passing touchdowns. It was like. Browns moved Joe Flacco to practice squad. And I was like, why Why would they do that? And did they? I, I don't know. He started this week. So he, if he did, that must have been an historic week for Joe Flacco <laughs> to um, get sent to the practice squad, then become the starting quarterback again and lead the team to a win over the Jaguars. So, Yeah, I mean, shout out Joe cool. Flacco, obviously. Trevor Lawrence also suffering. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he's suffering a high ankle sprain as well. So they're not really at their full – Full strength, Christian Kirk on the IR picks. as well. He's, yeah. He threw three picks. T Law, yeah. Wow. Don't call him that. People call him that. Who calls him that? I know him really well. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my boy T Law, bro. That's like that's too close to Ty Law to Ty Law, I suppose. Yeah, it's only one letter. Podcast. Yeah. Ty Law, uh, big friend of the pod. Nice to see you, Ty, if you're listening. We don't know him. We don't. Um, but, yeah, Trevor Lawrence didn't have his best game. Jags lost. Travis Etienne got a touchdown, which was cool because he's on my fantasy team. That helped. He had 10 points, then he got touchdowns, and then he finished with, like, 17. You know? Not too shabby. But, um, yeah, if you're pushing for uh, fantasy playoffs, good luck to you. I uh, hope you guys are all doing well. Um, but – yeah, I think uh, a lot of injuries this week for quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, he was hurt coming into this week, didn't look the same. C.J. Stroud got hurt. Uh, just, or Justin Herbert hurt his finger. The AFC is looking so weak right now. I mean, the only real quarterbacks, Joe Burrow is out, are Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes, it seems like. Yeah, and – Allen's not even gonna make the playoffs this year. Tua, I should, I need, I Tua, should put Tua, respect yeah. and Lamar. This has not been a year for quarterbacks. Yeah, which is why I think this is the year for someone else to step up. And this is what's crazy too is I, I've seen some, um, it, it, I don't know in terms of the the MVP trophy, right? This has not been a year for quarterbacks. At least eight or, or so main quarterbacks have had season engine like starting quarterbacks have had season ending injuries, and. Or just have been replaced, or they've just sucked, like Mac Jones, for example. It seems like the year for a non-quarterback player to win the MVP, and I think McCaffrey or, or Tyreek Hill are front runners for that right yeah, now. I was going to ask who you think should win it. I think it should be honestly, if we're talking about most valuable player, who like what type of team are the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill? Because they weren't really much of a team without him. They, they were definitely up and coming with Jalen Waddle and Tua. You know, they had some structure. Things were, were getting better than what they were at. But with Tyreek Hill there, they are just an unstoppable. Like, the the game-breaking speed the entire time. It's insane. It um, really is. I, I, I agree with you, actually. I think Tyreek is – But especially not, if he breaks him, the record. McCaffrey, because McCaffrey is just carrying that 49ers team. And I've seen some um, – uh, 
headlines recently about people saying trying to make a case for Brock Purdy to be the MVP, and it's just it's ridiculous. Like you can name five people on that offense better than Brock Brock, Brock Purdy. That's the quarterback Brock of Purdy. a fake team who's yeah. throwing to James Waddle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just crazy. Like George Kittle. I don't statistically probably I don't know. You could probably say that Brock Purdy's been better. They're like McCaffrey, Debo has been going off this, uh, recently. Ayuk's been doing great. Um, Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the league. Like I don't know. He he's just got a bunch of I don't know. Like yeah, X no, factors. Team, he's got tons stacked. of X factors all around. Team is stacked. He, I believe he has the current betting favorite to win MVP. Um, Who Brock? Yeah. Oh, that's that's stupid. Uh, you know what? You know what's crazy too. So a couple of years ago, you have the narrative when Tom Brady was in the league and um, the quarterback for the Bucks, and he had that stacked offense with Evans, Godwin, um, Gronk. You know who they have? Antonio Brown. Back? Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's got all these weapons that people say, "Oh, well, he's just got so many weapons, like he can't win the MVP because he's like, you know, he's he's." Just like part of the system, right? But like now, isn't that the same argument for um, Brock Purdy with the 49ers? The only difference I also, is I don't the think quarterback, you, be you know, for that. It's not your fault that your team is stacked and you have good players. It's I think what it is at the end of the day is it's it's tough to actually define what the most valuable player well means. Because is it like is it the best player who had the best statistical season, or is it the most valuable player to a team? That's a tough attribute to measure especially across the entire league i think inherently the most valuable player on a football field is the quarterback so i believe that is why they get preferential treatment right so like it would have to take an exceptional season by a player of a different position to win mvp and we've seen seasons like that before like cooper cup had an unbelievable receiving season um and he didn't win MVP. Yep. Like JJ Watt had 20 sacks and like five touchdowns. At, uh, uh, I don't know, 2018. No, not that late. Like 2016, maybe. He, he didn't win MVP that season. The last quarterback or the last non quarterback to win MVP was Adrian Peterson. Um, and that was his 2000 yard rushing, rushing season. So, I mean, Derrick Henry's rushed for 2000 yards. He didn't win MVP. It, you need to do something crazy. And I think if Tyreek, shatters the receiving yardage record. What is the record right now? 1997, I believe. Can we Google that? Can we, we fact check yeah, that? Yeah, we can fact check that. That's uh, so tough to get 1997. I believe it's, it's by Calvin Johnson in like 2013. Uh, what's the, Okay. 1964, mm. Calvin Johnson. 2012, damn. No player has ever reached 2,000 yards in a season. All right. Well, I mean, Tyree Kill, he does have an extra game um, than Calvin Johnson, but he might do it before. I feel like that's the only he, reason why. he at right now? He's at like he's at like 1,400-something. I'm going to say he's at 1,432. States. All right. He is at 1,481. Wow. 12 touchdowns. Um, insane. Like that is such a foolish stat line for somebody who's played 13 weeks in the NFL. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty. They've had to buy, right? 
Um, I do not. I'm trying to just find their seat. Um, Go to Pro Football Reference. Go to PFR. I'm just looking to look at like their their schedule because I want to know how many games left they have. Um. Okay. So they played the Commanders. Okay. So they're playing tomorrow night against the Titans. He has five games left to hit the record, and he's got 600 yards to go. And you know they're going to try and feed him. Oh, for sure. And especially the numbers that they're putting up in these games, too. I guess only the last two games have been kind of crazy. Like 34 points, 45 points. They only put up 14 against the Chiefs, 20 against the Raiders, which is kind of crazy. You'd think that they would dog the Raiders. Um, But, yeah, I, I hope he does it, which is honestly – Probably a pretty sinful thing for me to say as a Pats fan, but it would it would be cool. I mean, he's he's a generational player. He really, yeah, we'll never see anything like him. Uh, maybe, but probably not. Speaking of sinful, though, good transition to my fact of the day that uh, I picked for this uh, lovely Sunday evening. Andrew, did you know that? Roller coasters. Uh, what happened? Oh, the website's There's roller coasters are sinful. Not quite. Roller coasters were invented to distract Americans from sin. So some guy named Lamarcus Thompson in the 1880s saw that New York City was really rampant with crime and and uh, um temptation and he's like we have to get these these people away from this get them doing something else so we built a, a wooden roller coaster on coney island and, <laughs> and that got people away he wanted to give them nice clean fun and um it got them away from other seedier pastimes such okay. as gambling and that's pretty interesting i mean yeah, I mean, we can't look at what the world would have been like without roller coasters. Yeah, shout so. out Lamarcus Thompson, yeah. 1880s entrepreneur. That's cool. I bet it. I bet it has had a huge impact in in both ways. Now I feel Maybe. like it's deeply rooted in just like they get you in there and they're like, "All right, you got to survive for the day. You can't leave the park. You want to? You want a water? That'll be fifteen dollars." <laughs> Welcome just... to Six Flags. Would you like to learn about God? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that is a fun fact. Yeah. Um, I love Six Flags. I'm a big roller coaster person. I'm a me too. I used to speaker. not really like them. Actually, no, no, no. I, it's not that I wasn't. I didn't like them. It's that I never really went on one until I was like 14. And it was the first roller coaster I ever went on. And was that when um, you went to Six Flags? No, I went to. I went with like Sam and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We were like, okay, we're, we're going to go on Bizarro. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, it goes 77 miles an hour. We're just going to do it. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And then I, that was the first time I felt – no, no, that was the second time I felt my stomach drop. The first time was about 15 minutes earlier when they, you go on that uh, <laughs> ride where you just shoot up in the air and just fall. Oh, yeah, that was That cool. was the first time I ever felt my stomach drop before. I like, really? had no idea. Yeah, I didn't didn't know what was going on. With <laughs> didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> There's a there's a really bumpy road in um in Berlin in the next town. Then if you drive fast enough on my mom used to do this when we were young, it, you would like 
your stomach would drop if you go fast enough. I think I know which it's near the farms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, those farms are weird for me. It's like I can, whenever I find those farms, I'm not meaning to find those farms. You know, (laughs) I don't like, I don't know where I would go to find them right now, but I knew that if it were right here, actually, it's very close. It's probably a 10 minute drive from this exact spot. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a, only a certain time and you only find it when the universe when the when the the gate opens up that's when i can go (laughs) what's your fact all right well my fact of the day relates to typing on keyboards did you know that keyboards used to be arranged um alphabetically interesting yes but that's not my fun fact of the day oh okay my fun fact of the day is that the reason why our keyboards today are not listed alphabetically is because people used to be really, really good at writing on keyboards. So good, in fact, that they were typing too fast. And everyone back in the the 40s and 50s were um, writing on typewriters. So the typewriters would get jammed and would cause mechanical issues. So to solve this problem, they decided to just put them in a complete random order on a keyboard to just slow people down when they type. And just slowly throughout time, it has just become the norm. So now we have the uh, QWERTY, the QWERTY setup, the Q W E R T Y U I O P. Those are the top letters of the keyboard. <laughs> you forget which one I was. Yes, I got. Didn't know if it was a zero or an L, but well, yeah, that's a, my fun fact. What a fun today. fact! But yeah, I'm not good at typing, but I don't. Imagine I, that. Imagine how faster you might type if it were. Yeah, I'm gonna blame because uh, it doesn't. It, it does not make any for sense. My lack of typing skills. Curse you, um, capitalism. Curse you, capital. The second time we've admonished capitalism in the last two podcasts. First one was for neckties. We are not an anti-capitalism podcast, but we we will make claims. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what an interesting fact. I would never have known. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. Roller coasters were made to to protect you from the sin, devil. Protect you from the devil. Yeah, but now I feel like it is it has become temptation of its own. Yeah, to tempt you to go to Six Flags and, and spend a bunch of money on cotton slushies candy. and Johnny Rockets. Johnny, oh, anyone who's never been to Johnny Rockets, get the milkshake, jump up and down a few times. It's crazy that they put a milkshake place next to the biggest roller coaster in new england because imagine just chugging like a like a half gallon of milk and then going on a roller coaster that goes almost 80 miles an hour that seems like a bad idea throw up everywhere that's marketing right there yeah oh what happened to you i was on bizarro and someone threw up all over everyone behind me or something i was on i was on the last row of bizarro and the guy in the First cart just had an absolute milk malfunction. Oh, geez. And sprayed the rest of the. Yeah. Hey, but hey, what are you going to do? No, you don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way of the road. Do look it up right now. Patriots, Steelers, stats. Yeah, I know that based off our game last weekend, you know, a couple people had some monster games and, and Zeke, not monster games per se, but Zeke had a great game. And I was sort of interested into seeing how exactly. Mm-hmm. You know who else had a good game? He Probably did. their best game as a Patriot. Our good friend John Smith, who 
for those of you unfamiliar at home, he goes by the nickname Juju Smith-Schuster. One of the most unique names in the NFL, but uh, if you take away the Schuster hyphenated part of his last name and go by his real first name, his name's just John Smith, which is the most basic name I think a person can have. Yeah, um, you tell him, Andrew. But Juju Smith-Schuster. You tell him. Good year. Four catches. Or Sorry, bad year. Good game. Four catches, 90 Ooh. yards. Revenge game for for Juju. Uh, he had um, one play where he went up and stole it over two defenders. He had another pretty long catch and run. Shout out Juju. Yeah, shout out Juju. He had a great game. And Zeke actually had a phenomenal game catching the ball. He got seven receptions for 72 yards. That's fantastic. Rushing the ball, he didn't really do that great. And honestly, surprising, uh, surprised they, did, they didn't give Ty Montgomery any, any rushes during that game. Um, with Stevenson being out, we did. We cut that Montgomery, yeah. Oh my so. goodness! Wow, the more you know. Mm-hmm. But he gone. So who is our backup running back now? Probably Kevin Harris. Yeah, That's he might have been elevated from That's practice squad. Yeah, I like Kevin Harris a lot. Wait, he's right here. What do you mean we didn't cut him? He had, he had stats. Ty Montgomery. The I think it, after the game we released him. Oh, you? Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, wow. Farrell Brown, our baby boy, had one catch for four yards. Jalen Rager, first-round pick, having a great game. Zero no, catches. Didn't, good game. Good cardio. Good cardio sesh. Uh, Jelani Tavai. Did I say, oh, that's said 86 tackles. I'm like, that's impossible. Um, pretty good. 86 tackles. Good game from Jelani. <laughs> I love Jelani Devine. He, he is going to be a stud in this defense for years to come. You can already see it. He's he's an emotion guy out there. Um, he, he's just He just brings a fire that not many players on our team have. You know, I yeah. feel like that secondary and Tavai at linebacker, you know, they're, they're starting to build chemistry together, and it's, it's looking great so far. Yeah, I actually agree with that. It seems – like there are a few players that I think work really well together, and um, like you said, Chavai is one of them. I think Anthony Jennings has been doing really well. I think yeah, uh, I feel like Jabril we've lost Peppers. with Judon getting hurt. We've just lost that essence or chemistry on our line. You know, Barmore Barmore is doing great, but yeah, he does great. better with everyone does better with help, especially well, yeah, when, when, exactly. when you know when they, especially if it's one of the better guys in the league. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> Matt Judon, I so the NFL does a top 100 list every year, and um, I believe Matt Judon last season was like number 20 or something like that. Like he was rated very, very highly, uh, rightfully so. I mean, he's great. He had 15 and a half sacks last year, but everything else suffers when you miss your best guy. And not only was he gone, I mean, we talk about it every week, Gonzalez too, but it's it speaks to the level of talent and coaching that the defense has that we're able to do so well still. Um, I saw a tweet that was really kind of thought-provoking, and it said that Jabril Peppers would have been a great dynasty-era Patriot because he was giving an interview and he was saying that the win was so huge for the team. Uh, It was really good for morale, but he also said – and it, he was happy to win for Belichick because he was tired of the media like coming after him because like the team he was like we haven't given up on him I'm tired of people in the media like 
saying we've given up on him or they're giving up on him. He's our coach. Like we ride for Bill Belichick. And it was so cool hearing him say that because he's like, dude, he I wish he was on our team when we were winning Super Bowls. Yeah. He would have been so good, you know. He would have been such a dog. But hey, I think that, that that goes to show that uh he hasn't lost the locker room. And you know, obviously players are are doing their best for him every week. It's just, you know, mm. I think there's a lack of personnel on certain areas of our team uncertain it's kind of funny though you, you i think you uh you discredited your your take from a couple weeks ago do you remember when you were saying how i think what we're not talking about is bill belichick might have lost a locker room on this one yeah i and, do remember that i yeah. jabril peppers proved it wrong which you know what good I, yeah. i'm glad that he did because um it definitely seemed like it for a little while and people yeah. have been going crazy i think i think i said that after we got blown up by the saints and i'm like it's over <laughs> <laughs> no one believes gone. anymore i don't believe <laughs> um but uh mathematically not eliminated from the playoffs no i think we did get eliminated fuck <laughs> the dream is dead yeah, the, the dream is definitely dead um, i got a notification earlier i looked at it and are we the f- we? Do you think we're, are we the first? No, because the NFC South is crazy. The Falcons were winning the NFC South coming in today at six and five. So I don't even think the Panthers were out of the playoffs yet. I think they are too, actually. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Jabril Peppers. I hope we hold on to him for a good long while here. I uh, I think he he's, he's not in the contract year. Right? No, he's not. Okay, I don't I don't think so. I think we have him for two years as of right this second. Um, but he's good. Um, and, you know, then we get another year of J.C. Jackson in uh, the system once again. That'll be good. We'll get Gonzalez back. Um, no, uh, no, we haven't seen a lot of Adrian Phillips this season. But I don't think he's in contract either. But yeah, I know. I mean, the uh, the defense. If we resign Dogger, Uche is going to have to be a decision. But that's going to be a big decision because I think him, him, and Miles Bryant are both in contract years. And I like Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant's been playing better, but but our secondary is also better. We are very deep in secondary, and secondary it, it's so crazy. It's really never been a problem for us. I feel like at least it not was, one of our bigger prob bigger it, issues. There was a time probably around like 2013-ish where like our secondary was not good. I remember we had like oh, yeah. Kyle Arrington back there and it was not good. But um, I feel like since Gilmore – or no, Revis. Since we got Revis, we've been solid in the secondary because we've always had like one guy. Yeah. Like we had Revis and then we got Gilmore – and then we had J.C. Jackson and Gilmore, and yeah, that was, was crazy. Stupid. That was then, so stupid. You yeah, know? and uh, it, yeah, and that Cam Newton team, like that defense was still crazy. Yeah, we've always had a phenomenal defense, but um, it just so happens that Bill Belichick is really good at making um, good cornerbacks. I, it might be the scheme. I don't know. But Jack Jones, I saw he made a tackle today for the Raiders. Uh, shout out Jack Jones, you criminal. Of course he goes to the Raiders, dude. 
he, honestly like, he, like that's the worst team for him to go to no it's the best team it fits him it's, no but it's just a play like okay i guess yeah but i shouldn't say i don't know jack time, jones personally it's just he's he just filled with temptation everywhere the las vegas sin city like that's i don't know yeah not, I think not just, great uh the Raiders David, historically the are just like the bad boys of the NFL, you know. Unfortunately, recently, it's been like Proven. Henry Ruggs and yeah. like Damon Arnett who had like – do you remember him? Didn't he just threaten to kill someone like well, straight up? He's like, I'm going to shoot you? I think so. And then he posted a video of himself with a, a gun with like the – like. 40 round mag like the drum and he was like waving it on the camera like guy right, well you can't play for our team yeah <laughs> um antonio brown froze his feet off if we remember that that was good wait what remember that he remember when antonio brown got traded to the raiders from the steelers yeah. he was there for like A two week. months and he he froze his feet in cryotherapy they're like no you have to wear shoes during cryotherapy and he's like nah and he went in there and he froze the bottom of his feet off then he has to be traded, and then we got him. Oh, I thought he was traded because it was just like that. He was, I don't know, like his. I feel like his uh, symptoms of CTE have been flaring for, for years, honestly. And yeah, that was definitely because there was that weird thing too, where he was like, "Oh, they're not going to let me use my helmet," and there was like, "Okay," because the NFL made new guidelines, so you can't use that specific brand anymore. But he's like, "Come on, I gotta, Come on, gotta be able to use business it." Business is booming. I'm, I'm business is booming, dude. Uh, Jeez, he was so good. I remember that first time, that first game on the Pats. I thought how unstoppable we were gonna be, dude. Because yeah, because that we were we were in prime. We had that was prime Super Bowl. Think about this. We had we had we just won the Super Bowl the year before, right? Yes, we just beat the Rams. Yeah, and then we got we had Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. Demarius Thomas and like Philip Dorsett was like, our yeah, other I think guy. Gronk retired. Yeah, Gronk year. was not. Yeah, yeah, he retired after the two rule. But th- there's that famous picture of like all those guys sitting on the bench, um, with like Brady walking by, and it's like, what could have been so so sad. But what are you gonna do? You live and you learn, right? Oh, what the? Are you hear that? What the hell is that? What is that? What the hell is that noise? Oh, that could only mean one thing. And I think all of you at home know what that that noise means. Andrew, are you ready to enter the shop? Oh, I was born ready. Oh. Oh, what are you what are you drinking? Oh, a nice Bud Heavy today, huh? Oh yeah, Budweiser. Budweiser, huh? Not many people hey. know this, but it's actually the king of beers. Hopefully this will make you wiser, Bud. This guy. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Uh, so Andrew enters the shotgun today. We're tied in wins. We each have one. If Andrew wins <laughs> today, if he is victorious against the shotgun, he will take the lead and will put some pressure on me moving forward. Will I be able to bounce back? Who knows? Will Andrew be able to answer this shotgun question? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I made it super tough for him. I made it super good. Guess the number in my head. (laughs) What is the exact number of receiving yards that Julian Edelman got seven years ago? (laughs) What is the square root of pi? (laughs) Divided by how many receiving yards Gronk got his last year as a Buccaneer. (laughs) This question is just not going to be about football. <laughs> um, all right, I have the question all loaded up. Tell me when you're changing. 
uh, uh, I, I saw a video. Why, <laughs> why is grass green? Why? <laughs> I saw a video of these absolute units. These two guys from they must have been from like Alabama, uh, but they were like these two big boy farmers in just standing in the field, and they both deleted a 24 pack by themselves just shotgunning they had and they had this little tool it was like a ring but they flipped it inversely so it was like a little hook so they would like grab a beer and then they would just go like this they like pie and they go like they claw open like a little shotgun hole oh it's perfect um all right are you all ready to go oh I was, i'm ready I'm all right andrew in celebration of our recent victory over the Los Angeles Chargers, can you wait? What? What? You said our. Oh, sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. No, we lost the Chargers. Hey, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> I, I had a brain fart when I was preparing this question. So we just beat the Steelers, but Andrew, in recent <laughs> celebration of our loss to the Los yeah. Angeles Chargers, can you name me three players all time? Who have played for both the Patriots and the Chargers? <laughs> you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm going to change this to the Steelers because this doesn't make any sense right now. Oh boy! All, All right. right. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to change it to the Steelers. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about I, it right I, now. I mean, I, I feel like I know it now. Should I just like this? You know the Steelers? We might, I don't. I I know like one person right now, but I, like, um. Fuck it. I'm gonna go back to the. I'm gonna go back to the Chargers. You're gonna to have to deal with this. All right. This, this, is, a, this is a weird shotgun. <laughs> it um. Okay. It's going back to Chargers. All right. Okay. Three players this who played for worse. both the Chargers and the Patriots. Ready? Three, two, one, go. And he's off. He's away. He's going. He's doing well so far. Nice, clean. Did you finish? Ooh. Whoa. Very Maybe good. Finish. All right. You got uh, about 55 seconds. All right, Kyle Vinoy. True, yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's it. That's that. Well, that's unfortunately. Uh, oh, J.C. Jackson. Yep, yep. Um, oh, boy. All right. J.C. Jackson, Kyle Vinoy. You got um, 30 seconds. Think. Philip Dorsett? Nope. No. Um. This is where the brain fart begins. Brian Hoyer, he's a journeyman. Come nope, on. Not Brian Hoyer. You've got uh five seconds. Oh boy. All right. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. This is I feel Three. like this is one of those puzzles, you know, the puzzles where you gotta guess uh, who's on which team. All right, that's time. That's time. Oh, unfortunately. Damn. Do you want me to I'll list a few guys for you? Yeah, it's gonna be painful. All right. So going Ooh. back a ways. Oh boy. We've got Wes Welker. You, I mean, that's he, a, he was a Charger. That's a tough one. He was a Charger initially. Wow. Yeah, and then he went to the Patriots. I didn't know that. So that's tough. You got uh, Danny Woodhead. Oh, I should have got Danny bold. Woodhead. I forgot about him completely. Just erased from the memory. You've got uh, Rodney Harrison. He was bold. I had no idea. And this one's this is the one the kicker. I mean, okay, I'll go to one first. Adrian Phillips came from the Chargers. Oh, Dude, that's why I set him earlier. I wanted to bring him up beforehand. Um, and this one, you're gonna kick yourself for this one. Uh, do you want to? There's someone on our team currently, right now, who's like very prominent, who was last on the Chargers. 
Hunter Henry. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, That's such an one. easy one. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Also, Lawrence Guy was on the Chargers. Oh, was he really? Yeah. He was in the Ravens, too, I think. He was, yeah. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry he, like, was a big miss. Uh, I thought dude, you were I he, thought you were easily going to be able to get Hunter Henry and Jason yeah. Jackson. And then I was going to – I was thinking if you remembered that Kyle Van Noy went to the Chargers. Yeah, these these segments have, have made me learn more and more about myself and how I am uh, need to get better at this just, like, Here's a quick question. You have 30 seconds to figure it out. Who is it? Go, go, go. <laughs> and my brain's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. Uh, but wait, uh, uh, and I just completely blank, you know? Well, I'm gonna... I feel like when, when your thought train's out of the station, you're great. But when it's stuck in the mm. station, and you, you can't, can't be in the station going. all the time. You can't you know? be in the station. Got to keep the conductor going the whole time. So had I gone to the Steelers, do you think you would have gotten it? Who would you have said? Uh, I would have said Antonio Brown because we were just talking about yeah, him. yeah. And then after that, I think I would have also blanked. I don't know if I would have gotten it. So I'll get, I'll, um, I'll name some for you. So uh, Antonio Brown, yep. Legarrette Blunt. Uh, oh, there's a guy. I, I always think of him as a Buck and a Patriot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of him as a Steeler. Apparently, there's a running back from North Carolina State who played for the Steelers in 1958 and the Pats in 1960. I probably should have got that. Well, one. his name is Christy Dick. Uh, oh, and then there's another guy, a uh, defensive back from Georgia. Uh, 1974. His name was uh, Dick Con. Dick Con. All right, cool. That's good to know. Uh, let's go, James Harrison. Steel oh yes, yes, yes. Maybe I would have got James Harrison. Uh, he was he was he was just a fun player to have on the theme. Cassius Marsh, if you remember him. No, uh, he really. That didn't. sounds like a fictional character from a Abraham Lincoln play. How about throwback Gunnar Oshlevsky? He was a Steeler. He is. He currently is. He a is a Steeler. Yeah. Wow. Stephen Ridley. Gunner. Um. Alandon um, Roberts. I th- wait. Stephen Ridley. Really. Mm-hmm. This I guy's he was name a Ram. Was he not a Ram? Was he Ram? No, he wasn't a Ram. He was never a Ram. No. Quarterback from Mar- He was a Patriot and then a Steeler. Is that it? Yep. I believe so. Wow. Uh. Okay. Uh. Quarterback from Maryland in 1968. His name was Dick Shiner. That's hilarious. <laughs> Why are all these people's <laughs> names so? <laughs> I don't know. John John Simon, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, another guy who we oh just talked about. Oh my god, that would I, dude. If I said Antonio Brown and not Juju Smith Schuster, that'd be that'd be crazy. Really funny. Um, and, I definitely wouldn't like. I, I didn't even think about it. Like you gave me, I had like a whole extra minute to think about that question too. I wouldn't have even thought about our offense. Uh jeez, Mike Rabel. As well, but those are Mike the uh, Rabel. Yeah, That's those are the ones uh, that I would say you had the best chance of knowing who they were. But you know, not the uh, not the easiest shotgun question, especially considering we didn't play the Chargers this week. Hey, but I tell you what, I mean, yeah, that's that. I don't know. I it, it that, that that don't matter. But I tell you what, Andrew. Mm. Um, we have been getting better at our execution these past couple of weeks. And I think we got to give ourselves props because for those of you who have been listening um, since week one or so, we were struggling for a while. We had about a six week drought where we just couldn't open the can correctly. And it was, oh, a disaster. True. it was, it was yeah. horrible, but Hey, two weeks running here. We are, we're looking pretty good. Like we know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. We, we totally, done this before yeah we've done it once or twice we've been around the block a few times you know um the bud the budweiser is the uh i think that was the first budweiser shotgun i think we've done like a different beer every time for the most part 
We've done so. a Blue Moon. We've Came done the Budweiser, Cam and Jack. We did the Big Tall German Beer, whatever yep. that was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a, I think we did a, a Truly one time or a, or a White Truly Claw. the best one. Um, yeah, it's now been, we've done a, been a, a variation, a Gauntlet, but probably a Bud Light in there I did somewhere. A happy Dad, oh, we did a Coors, point. yeah, a Happy Dad. Wow, yeah, we've been around realize, the block. Man. I don't think we've repeated. Look at us. Trying wow. the menu of the world. Yeah, we're taking doing everything. Bus into Flavortown. Next week we're doing sake. Yeah, ooh, I had sake uh, not too long ago. Really? Yeah, it's not you'd bad. probably be hammered if you shot. It's actually not sake. that strong. It's no, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. just like wine. It's good. Very shot on a bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be gross. <laughs> I box wine upstairs if you just want to like. You box wine? I yeah, never. That's why that Thanksgiving. Box wine. It might be. Might be old. Um, oh, wine doesn't get old, but it's box. It, wine, it so. can once you open it. But um, yeah, okay. How about this opened box wine? Probably two weeks old. No, that's fine. It gets bad, I think, after like a month. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Christmas time. uh, Celebratory wine for when we uh, make the playoffs and then the Super Bowl next year. Next year. Yeah, keep it. Keep that box of wine until we win the Super Bowl. That's the challenge. And then we'll drink it live on Twitch. Yes. Follow the Twitch, by the way, at Dropback. Twitch.tv slash Dropback. We play Fortnite every night. That's true. We stream every night, three to four hours. (laughs) I'll probably be streaming after this, actually. So Yeah, getting a victory royale. Actually, we will be playing London Black Knights on our Madden franchise. If anybody knows how to move uh, a cloud file to offline – because uh, let us know because our, our franchise is in danger of being deleted and we're quite scared. But yeah, we do it four months. Honestly, I, I side note, we, we gotta we gotta figure that out. We gotta contact yeah, we customer we support do, or something because me and Andrew have been uh it's been we've years. invested honestly yeah, since several years. The, before I, maybe the beginning of COVID, we started a franchise and we have at least put over a hundred and 70 hours into this year, probably even more just because think about just like over the time yeah the years we've been hanging out we're at least like 10 seasons in we've only won one super bowl it's extremely it's depressing of, it's very disappointing yeah. to be it's so depressing <laughs> we've gotten to the point where like every a lot of a lot of the players in the league now are just fake they just don't exist <laughs> like yeah. uh they're all auto-generated and um it's really fun but we, we have severely underachieved I think uh, by season's end, like NFL season's end, we'll probably make a video, like a short video where we, I don't know, up in the air, we might do this, maybe not, but we'll make a video about our team and like give you the background for all of our guys or whatever. Maybe we can play a few games and uh, share in our pain of not winning Super Bowls with you all. Well, I don't know. We we currently we're on a deep playoff run right now. Yeah, we just, undefeated. Uh, undefeated. We're playing the Cardinals in the conference championship. Uh-huh. They're seven and seven. Well, yeah. We're undefeated going into it. I don't know. It's gonna be great. Quarterback Dick Clark is going to have himself a game. Another quarterback named Dick. Yeah. He's not from Maryland. Another one? Well, the guy, Dick Shiner. Oh yeah, that guy. Dude, that those names That's did not seem real. Name. Yeah. What what's up well, with people from like the fifties and sixties with these goofy ass names? People came back from World War II and they're like, "I'm gonna give my child a name that he'll get bullied for forever." Yeah, you know they they saw horrific things in the war and they came back and they just wanted to name their child something happy and pleasant. 
and now we mock them for it. <laughs> I this kid, I know he looks just he looks like he's a dick. I'm gonna name him Dick. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some some words don't translate the same way generation generation. For example, um, my dad will say he'll use the word hookup to define meeting up with someone. So he'll he'll use it all the time where he's just like, oh Andrew, you should go hook up with you know your friend and you know just you, you guys have a good time. And I was like, no, no, stop, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. He'll he'll be like, oh yeah, me and Ron, we're gonna go hook up at Foggy's, and it's like, no, <laughs> it's not the place, Dad. No, 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 it's just do it somewhere else. That's not what you want to do. Yeah. You don't want to do that with Ron, Dad. Yeah, I haven't explained it to him yet, but. I don't know. You sure that's for... a really funny conversation. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes, but yeah. Um interesting. Interesting. I don't I don't really I can't think of any examples of that right off the top of my head. That come that just mind. like translation from generation no, to generation. No, yeah, I don't think so. That's good though. You should really explain to him. I mean, I don't understand. Like yeah, I probably will. We'll let him know just so there's not any any, any people giving some side eyes and he doesn't understand why. But, um, like, Dick must have not meant Dick forever, right? Yeah, I wonder when that became it. Like, because whoever decided that Dick was short for Richard was. Yeah, fuck those guys. My middle sense. name is Richard. It doesn't make any sense. And the amount of people that call me Andy Dick, it's funny. <laughs> but it's like, come on, man. They're going to do that to me. No one's ever called me that. This bullshit, dude. Not that, like, insane that I don't believe you, but why did I get the short end of the stick? That's, yeah. That sucks. Whatever. Whatever, man. I'll wear, like, a badge of honor. Um... What we got next week? The Chiefs? I think so. I'm going to the game with a good friend, Nick. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Look up the Patriots schedule real quick here. Did the uh, did the Steelers uh, We do, the... in fact, have the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs? December they 17th. Lost. The Chiefs lost to the Bills today. Oh, wow. Revenge game for the Bills. Yeah. 20 to 17. Wow. James, Close best one. running back in the league, James Cook, having a great game, too. Great to see. Yeah, James Cook, weapon. James Cook, the ultimate weapon, is what they're calling him, I think. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Oh, oh you know what's a crazy story that came out recently? Did you hear Sean McDermott say? Yeah, I did. Dude, apparently a couple years ago, he made – he was trying to make a, like a metaphor and analogy to like uh, how hard work and com- how how communication how, and how like communication teamwork and how much value it has, and he was comparing it to um, the nine eleven attackers on the World Trade Center and how all the people on the same airplane worked together to um, pretty much take over the crew and take over the airplane and crash into a bit like that. He was making that yeah. comparison to his NFL team and. The players were weirded out by it at the time because you know it's a, it's an unconventional thing for your coach to start talking about nine eleven, especially in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the worst? But apparently part? that that hasn't come. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Well, the, you know, I know what the worst part about that was 
What? So it was, I think it was in 2021, and they went two and zero to start the season. And he he gave the speech right before the season. They won their first two games. Their first two games were against the Giants and the Jets. Ooh, bad look. Couple New Yorker teams. Bad oh look. yeah, honestly, yeah, that is a <laughs> yeah, bad look. That's... He was probably just like subconsciously thinking that for like weeks going into it, and he's like, I know what I'm going to tell the boys. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, and if you're gonna make like, don't make an analogy to that event, first of all. But don't choose the terrorists. You can choose yeah. like you can be like, oh, like the firefighters. They work so hard. Yeah, they get, exactly. they get everybody out. And then it's that's like, like no. an inspiring story, you know? Because yeah, it's like, but don't choose the terrorists. Yeah, you choose the terrorists. <laughs> if you ever give like an a secret plot to destroy yeah. infrastructure across the country, if you're ever given the choice, never choose the terrorists. Just stay away from them. Yeah, I don't know why, especially no in his position too. Like, why he he thought of that and and was like, this is what's gonna get the guys going. Yeah, like I, was... I I don't know exactly what he said and what sort of comparison he was trying to make, but maybe it was a really well crafted speech, and you know he made a, he brought up a lot of interesting points and a lot of good values but like but probably not <laughs> probably not you should have translated that in a different way yeah. you know yeah, I think but, so. what are you going to do hey Sean McDermott you know he looks like Bill Burr what um, do you think are the best um best coaches in the league in terms of just giving players speeches Dan Campbell won definitely uh, oh yeah, I feel like he could convince anyone to just run through a brick wall probably Mike Vrabel is up there I don't know. I think just, Mike Mike Vrabel's a little overrated. I don't know about dudes. his speeches though. I'm just I think okay, you know what's um Mike McDan McDaniels. I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think he's a great no he's just, no, no no I'm just I'm bringing up like his like persona, right? Mm -hmm. Because he is the most unique head coach I think we've ever seen. Like we've never just seen a uh, just a He's a, a normal dude, Chad Dork, coming in, and he's like, yeah, I'm just like the coach of the NFL team, like whatever. Like I feel like that personality is so – it's it's not normal. You know, usually no, you have like, the hard-nosed guy who's like a veteran who played in the football and, you know, I've seen some fucked up shit, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to – Like Dan Campbell. Guide this – yeah, like, exactly, like Dan <laughs> Campbell. Like I'm going to guide – I'm going to turn boys into men, you know. Mm. And Mike McDaniel's like, yeah, you know, we got good players. Mike McDaniel's like, these are my boys. These are my boys. <laughs> um, I think Dan Campbell, um, I feel like Robert Sala would be a good coach to get people fired up. Um, let me think. Maybe maybe like Harbaugh. Harbaugh is like yeah, loud and he's, he's emotional. He's probably one of the longest tenured coaches now at this point, too. I think Mike probably. Tomlin would be good, too. He seems he seems quiet though, like he seems stern and like intimidating, like, yeah. but he seems like quiet. You know when I mean? he's yelling at you, you just see the fear of God. And I I've never seen him yell though, like on the sideline. You know, yeah, like at practice, remember. I'm sure all these guys. I mean, maybe not. I mean, Mike McDaniel doesn't seem like he yells at anyone, but no, yeah, like Mike Tomlin. There's a lot of mics out there, isn't there? Mike Vrabel, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, remember uh, Mike, Mike McCarthy? Yeah, Mike Murray. <laughs> shout out Mike Murray. Um, um, Mike Murray, if you're listening, I wish that I started Justin Fields today and not uh, Jared Goff. What about Kyle Shanahan? I feel no. like Kyle Shanahan just thinks he's a genius and just sits back and I everyone think calls a him a genius all the time. No, he definitely 
he it, is, and he's set with the help of John Lynch, he has a phenomenal roster for him to coach. But he's kind of like one of those coaches that it's like he's got all this clout and like nothing to really show for it just yet. Besides getting appearance. yeah, besides but I was actually about to mention that. Besides, you know, choking a lead in the Super Bowl and um losing a Super Bowl as well. I think did they I think they actually I don't know if you would call it a choke, but they did lose the lead in the second half to the Chiefs. Uh, but also not kind of out of his hands. Um Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew a ball that probably would have been a touchdown, probably changing outcomes of the game at some mm-hmm. point, but um, not completely on him. He knew Jimmy Garoppolo was a problem, tried to replace him, got the wrong guy. I don't know. But it's crazy that they have managed to trade so many assets for a player that did not turn out and still be the best team in the league. And they don't. it doesn't seem like they've, at least thus far, like it, like it, it doesn't seem like they're going to be a much different team within the next year or two. I mean, now that they hit on Brock Purdy, like if um, McCaffrey hits the cliff and he's just not a good running back next year um, and say Kittle or Kittle or Trent Brown, you know, they hit their cliffs too. They get older, you know, injuries that, I mean, they've been playing with injuries their whole lives lives NFL careers. <laughs> <laughs> Chris McCaffrey came with a wound with a torn Achilles. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so you're saying for them to fail, all their best players need to get significantly worse? Well, I'm just saying, like, I feel like... Because I think that would do it. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, that would do it, but at the end of the day, if you your players are gone and you don't have any draft picks to replace them... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what the Rams... What happened to the Rams, although they're still competitive. Ish. Yeah, they're in a weird purgatory where it's they're uh, still holding on to their Super Bowl win a couple years ago, but they either need to rebuild now or yeah. they need to. I mean, they got a good piece in, in Puka. They haven't drafted. I don't think they've drafted anyone in the first round. They do. They had Kyron Williams and Puka, the fifth round picks. That was great. Um, but they haven't had a first round draft pick in probably eight years or so. No, not that long. no it's been that long. Can we Google it? Last yeah. Rams. We, the last we one that I can think of. Can't be Dante Fowler. That was. So I think it was ago. Jared Goff. Oh, Dante Fowler was a Jags pick, anyways. Uh, Jared Goff, 2016. The Rams was like oh, number one. First round draft. Uh, pick. Okay, here we go. Looking at the Rams picks. Yep, Jared Goff in 2016 Holy was their last first shit. round pick because they traded it to Tennessee. Two, two, like trade up to get Jared Goff, and then there was like they traded a uh, pick to New England for Brandon Cooks, and they traded to Atlanta for more picks. Um, then 2020 and 2021, that's when they got Jalen Ramsey, so they traded those two first round picks. And 2022 and 2023, they traded for Matthew Stafford. That's so, so crazy. Actually, this next draft might be the first year that they have had a First round pick in the last eight years. That's absurd. They're, you know what's cool, actually? Their last three draft picks in the first round, Jared Koff. Jared Koff. Jared Koff. He's Jared, like the starting quarterback. He's coughing the whole time. Everybody said. <laughs> Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and Aaron Donald. I think you're happy with all those. Maybe, I mean, Gurley, unfortunately, just couldn't stay healthy. But Greg Robinson? I believe he's in jail now. 
<laughs> I think he went. He to- was picked before Aaron Donald too. Wow. I think the like, second overall pick, Greg Robinson. I might be thinking of someone else, but someone went to jail for uh, well, he like kid stuff. Was oh, I hope it wasn't him. He was not a long tenured uh, Ram though. If he he also played for Detroit and the Browns as well. So hey, what are you gonna do? Can, and and I know I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and nothing is really coming to fruition yet based off that trade, but. How like I mean, do you view the Rams trade for Matthew Stafford as a success right now? Like they won yeah, a Super, Super Bowl. That's that's great, right? But now we mentioned they might be in a bad spot for years to come, and they traded Jared Goff, who probably will be a successful quarterback for the next ten years or so. I wouldn't say that long. I mean, I mean, at least at least five to six. You know, he'll be he's been a good quarterback. Now they they sort of drafted a quarterback to try to replace him and headed Hooker, but. Like he's he's playing too well to even like have those conversations even be considered to be brought up right now. Um, and I feel like, and also the two first round picks that they right. traded along with Jared Goff just going to the Lions. That's why the Lions have gotten so good so quickly, as well as Dan Campbell's. Um, I was gonna say stout, fantastic leadership. You know his infectious charisma. Dude, confidence. This dude wanted a lion on the sidelines. This dude a lion. lives, a lion. breathes, dies, Detroit. Hashtag give Dan people. Campbell a lion. Who says no? I don't. I love Dan Campbell. I The Lions are fun to watch. Um, I'm glad that we don't have to play the Lions this year. You know, Did they win against the Bears today? No, they lost. They're, yeah, that's the thing about the Lions, right? They'll beat good teams and they'll lose the bad teams, which means that they're like a good, bad team, you know? I disagree that they're a good bad team. I think they're just a good team. You got to beat the Bears. You got to beat the bad teams to be a good team. You can't have little fluky losses like that because come playoff time, you're not going to win those games. But, but hey, no, playoff time, they're going to be playing good teams, so they'll win. No. That's how it works. I mean, the team that they beat, right, was the Chiefs. And you could say the Chiefs are also a good bad team so far this year. I hope this uh, PEMDAS. These PEMDAS comparisons yeah, these, are, are making sense right now. I mean, they're making sense, but I, I don't necessarily agree with them. I think the I think the Lions are good. Um, I might I'll have to think about who I want to win the Super Bowl, but the Lions are the Lions might be the team I want to win the Super Bowl or the Ravens because I lo- I love yeah. Lamar. Um, but I think it would be, be cool if Lamar got a Super Bowl. I also love Dan Campbell. So, dude, if Detroit won the Super Bowl, I think that. I don't even know. My brain can't even think that far because the amount of like chaos that would erupt if Detroit won something, they probably haven't. Won. I mean, it's not like they haven't won in a while. You know, the Pistons won probably 30, 20, 30 years, probably 15, 20 years ago, maybe. I, I saw a stat that was like, it was on Twitter. So I don't know if this is true or not, but I choose to believe it because it's funnier. And it was like, this, this year has been like the lowest, uh, like murder rate in Detroit since like 19, like 60 something. And yeah. coincidentally that year, it was like the last year since was the best year the lions have had other than this year. So it's like when Detroit, when the lions do well, people don't kill each other. in Detroit. That's fair. So, you know, you can, I feel like a, a fo- football teams have a lot of sway in their um, city's population, you know, big impact potentially. Yeah. I don't well, really know about Foxbrooks. Foxbrooks is just like a normal 
Yeah, Foxborough. Small town. That's and what, it just turns into a city one day a week. We, we, we were talking about that a while ago where um, it must be, especially during the dynasty, it must have been so confusing for opposing players coming into Gillette because they're like, oh, we're going to the Patriots. We're going to Gillette Stadium to play Tom Brady and the Big Bad Pats. And then you fly into Logan and you, you're taking the bus and, you know, you're just driving through these little towns and you're like, what the fuck? Where where the hell are we? And you're driving through like a, a neighborhood. There's like a Dunkin' Donuts and like a stop and shop. And then you look up and there's this massive football stadium. And you're like, we're, it's in the middle of the woods. It's in nowhere. And yeah. you just play the best team ever assembled and you get your ass kicked. In the middle of November, it's cold and snowy and you're sad and you can't go out anywhere because you're just in a little town. Yeah, and yeah, they probably could go to Boston afterwards, but yeah, I know you mean it's it is it is literally in the middle of nowhere, which yeah. is awesome. I think I think the Foxborough is probably low key the best spot for an NFL team for at least for the Patriots. Not 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 an NFL team <laughs> for the Patriots, right? Because you have like a Boston team. I feel like we're in a good like it, we we have a Boston foundation, but we're not located in Boston which I think has a lot of perks in terms of players not having those temptations that Boston could bring. Oh. And they're more focused on like, you know, who'd work, be happy about that? You know, uh, Demarcus Thompson, the guy who made the roller coaster on Coney Island. Oh yeah. He would be ecstatic. <laughs> He'd that. love that. dude. Have you ever heard that uh, story about Gronk where he was partying in Boston all night and he had a, like an early morning, 8 a.m. Pats practice. And, um, his friends just like dropped him off at the Pats facility, and he just fell asleep on the training, uh, like in the in the training room, like uh, what am I thinking? Like athletic training trainers room. And he just fell asleep on one of the tables, and like they just like knew exactly what to do. They knew what was going on, and Gronk sleeping, and they just like hook him up till like six in the morning when they arrive. He's probably been napping there for two hours since four a.m. and um, the trainer just comes in, hooks him up to like a like a liquid IV, just pretty much just puts a bunch of nutrients into him, <laughs> and he's good to go for an 8 a.m. practice. And he's just mossing people left and right. Recharged him, yeah, literally. <laughs> That's funny. four hours of sleep and the help of an IV from a trainer, and he's good to go. He'd still be the best offensive weapon on this team if we had him right now. Um, I don't know about that. He'd be a great blocker, but. Yeah, well, I miss Gronk. And I hope. <laughs> what are you going to do, Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry, you got to do something next week. Prove me wrong. I hope so. I know you got two touchdowns this week, but do it again. Nah, he doesn't make any sense. He's he's either like the best tight end or the worst tight end. Yeah. You you made a good point earlier, not in this podcast, but separately by saying that he just looks really good because he gets a lot of touchdowns, but he, which, which definitely helps. That's that's great. But, you know, he, he, He's not a big yardage guy. Yeah, I feel exactly. like he rarely gets over like 50 or 60 yards during a game. Like he'll make a few crucial catches, you know, occasionally like big third down catches, fourth down conversions. But he's not a huge run after the catch guy or anything like that. Um, so it's uh, it's just tough. Different players, you know. <laughs> but, hey, next week. We go up against these Kansas City Chiefs, and they get to experience what a 60-degree December day in Fox Bros like. They're going to be shivering in their boots. Oh, yeah. Scared. Did you say 60? They did say 60. 60 zero. It's probably going to be pretty warm, even though it should be cold. 
Well, get they're hey, gonna be Patrick scared. Mahomes, you better bring your mittens. Buckle up. You better bring your A game, or else, or else Josh Uche is gonna sack you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out, Chiefs. Watch out, Chiefs. <laughs> I bet you're so scared. You're so scared of the big bad pads. Yes, and we will see you next week. We'll we won't see you. We'll we'll talk about it afterwards. On the drop, 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 drop